You're listening to Vanguard Radio. Oh, hey. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Can you get over there? This is uh, Alex Linder is on, and this is Predator to Prey. Hello? Yes. Welcome hey, to the guys. broadcast. Hey. What's hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> We're going fine. <laughs> All right. We yeah, need no a little... Uh, I kind of nigger rigged this thing. I have a microphone and a... Uh, why was that my car battery and shit? <laughs> hey, you're, com- you're, you're coming in loud and clear. All right, great. It's the first time I'm doing this with this uh, with the Skype uh, live like this. Sounds great. Yeah, sounds real great. good. Here you know, real clearly. I use this Skype all the time to make phone calls. Uh, the Skype calls domestically here in the United States, both uh, uh, long distance and local, are free. Well, mm-hmm. there's a weird delay going on. I'm hearing you guys. Oh, here, yeah, turn the radio like part limbo off. Thing. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me uh, turn oh, the radio yeah. off. Gotcha, gotcha. Hit the stop oh, on right. it, and then you uh, Sorry leave about the that, sound guys. on so you can hear us. Oh, I got yeah. it. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's a mind blower. Well, I wow. forget it every time. Then I, I always turn the sound down. You got to leave the sound on and then hit the stop on the music match or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, yeah that's the first for me. All right, I'm mm-hmm. glad I'm on here. So what's on hey, your did mind? You, did you um, get a instant message from Skype that I sent you? I have the uh, high school history book in front yeah, of me. Yeah, let me bring. Let, yeah, I, I saw that, and you mentioned something here. I, you've got a high school book in front of you. Uh, yeah, here's the question, folks. Here, what country is suspected uh, to be behind the bombing of the of World Trade Center uh, in New York? A. Iraq. Uh, B. Korea. C. China. D. Israel. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> the correct answer is A, Iraq. <laughs> Not D, <laughs> yeah, Israel. This is a, yeah, a what textbook? This is a history textbook that was um, written, I, I think it was within the past five years. It was kind of like a revised wow. history textbook. And I just thought it was interesting that they actually even put Israel on there as like a, uh, I don't, how would you explain it, like um. Like, why would you pick Israel out of a hat like that? Why would you put that in a book? You know, as, kids as are going to see this. And it's, it's, yeah, it's like, a, it's like okay, Israel's on here, but it's not Israel. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who published yeah. that textbook? What is this? This is, uh, let me see. McGraw, the World History see. Study Book. My sister has actually taken this in school. Oh, Albert Solomon. PhD. Oh, boy. There it is. I've been Solomon carefully prepared guidelines. Go. I don't know. This is the history. This is what these kids are learning now in, in uh, high school. They, they're actually mm-hmm. being diverted from the truth right in front of them. You know, it's like put right there. It's not Israel, you know. Mm-hmm. What part of the country are you from? I'm from New York, upstate New York. Oh, and wow. actually, there you the go. Bronx, See? But I had to get the hell out of there. I grew up in the Bronx. And, wow. Uh, it's, oh, man. <laughs> See, Jeff, now you're saying there's no Northeasterners. I, I don't know. You know, I'm out here in the belly of the of the beast out here in the Midwest, and, and I just figured that, you know, the Northeast was just pretty well cooked. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm on the fringes over here. I yeah. had to get out of the Bronx. Quick, quick little story here. I got out because I had Puerto Ricans. They come to my house just random, threw rocks through my window. I go outside, I got into a fight with three of them, right? The cops come, they arrest me in front of my house, right? They want to put me in jail seven years for protecting my home. 
this yeah. was this, this, this is this is the last uh, that was the last thing I, you know after going I, I got dragged through the court system everything worked out I had connections and you know uh, uh, mm-hmm. my my lawyer was like an ex prosecutor connected to my family and everything so I was able to kind of you know have some support there but they wanted to send me up the river for a simple fight that's what it was it was a simple mm-hmm. fight. But they were really. I had. To, I got dragged through the legal system for a whole year with that crap. I, I got out. I'm, I'm actually upstate now. But the Bronx, forget it, man. If, you, if you're not like a wigger or you don't like uh, tan yourself and grow a little mustache, and they they smell you out being white, you'll get hunted down like a dog. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So what about this area? What about this area? Is this, there any backstory there? Did they know your politics, or was it was it at all political? No, not at or? all. Actually, I wasn't even like really. You know, <laughs> I grew up in the '80s, and you know, me and my friends, we were always. I guess it was just kind of like a natural instinct to be racially aware. We always segregated ourselves from the blacks in the high school, and you know, we all stuck together. And there were actually race riots in my high school and everything. So huh. pretty much my whole generation in the '80s were, you know, in in my high school, everyone was pretty aware, and everybody kind of did what they had to do, and if there was problems, it was a racial problem, but everyone stayed on their own territory for the most part. And, yeah. uh, you know, so it was just natural for me. It wasn't even like I was some kind of white nationalist at the time. This happened, uh, I'm, you're looking at it like five years ago now. And, yeah. um, and uh, you know, ju- it, it's only been in the past, like since that event and moving upstate and then meeting people up here, it kind of gets a little deeper how I got into it, but to make a long story short, I met people up here, and I, I never really understood. I was never really around a younger generation, and coming up here, I was around extended family that um, that were, you know, young girls listening to rap music and everything, and that was kind of yeah. a new phenomenon for me, and that kind of triggered me to kind of make sense of it all, and that's how I got on the path of white nationalism. But uh, mm-hmm. to answer your question, the whole... You know, they didn't target my house because I was a white nationalist or anything. What my understanding was is that there were a lot of sticks moving into my area, and they were kind of, kind of muscling out the white people that were still in this little enclave. It was somewhat of a white Italian enclave, mm-hmm. and uh, and that that's that's. I've that's heard what Hasidic Jews do that kind of thing too. Mm. That yeah. they try to drive out any any goyim left in the area they're trying to make an arrest in. But that that's a good example, white man. There's limited space, and and one species tries to drive out the other. They can't occupy the same space. That's exactly right. Subspecies can't, and now, we have I, to defend our own. Where's that area back east? Is is it Bensonhurst? Bensonhurst. That's where that's that in Queens, was. right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that in Queens? Yeah. And and and, and uh, ter- now those Jersey, those Italians there, they defend. They've 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 uh, they've fought back. That's yeah. in New Jersey, I think. Oh. No, no are you sure? Bensonhurst. I'm uh, not sure, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I and could be I, wrong. I thought Bensonhurst was in Queens, I think. But, um, okay, they've yeah, been... I, I think I know what you mean. This is I, what had happened like uh, maybe a year and a half ago, I think, or maybe a year ago. Is that the incident you're talking about? That was where? a few years ago, wasn't it, where they, they, was it a baseball bat or something? They beat up some nigger? Yeah. And, and there, was a, there was a, it was basically in response to something he'd done, I think. Well, they're looking to put the guy away for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's the been two guy. or three of those up in that area, I know, dating the last ten, fifteen years, definitely. Well, when when I was going when I was going through the whole court thing, my lawyer, who was a friend of my family, basically sat me down and said, "We cannot tell them that you were defending your home. We can't tell them this because the judges, number one, are trying to equal out the prisons 
with white oh, people. And this was like a big shocker for me, number one. Number two, they said vigilante crimes are really frowned upon in the court systems. I had a black judge, and <laughs> going into these courtrooms, I mean, that in and of itself, I could have gotten a lot of, in a lot of trouble just because of yeah. the gang thug mentality. You know, <laughs> you go in there, I mean, it's, it's, you're basically, like, in the heart of, like, gangland central. you got to wait mm. on this long line that goes around the freaking corner. With, I mean, just nothing but yeah. blacks and Puerto Ricans online going through a metal detector, hoping that someone, you know, isn't going to fucking rub, rub up against you too much, and then you got to say, what the fuck are you doing? And all of a sudden you get into a fight, and then you're in trouble all over again. I mean, this is mm -hmm. the kind of conditions that, you know, people... I, I don't even think a lot of white nationalists who live kind of, like, in, in certain areas can even fathom how you're, you're, you know, you're certain exactly areas right. are completely uh, saturated with this kind of thing where it's impossible to basically survive. You either adapt or, you know, be, you're, you're outnumbered 100 to 1. Yeah, that's, that's the future of America, and this is as, as, that's as bad as it gets. And it's that way in a, in a number of places around our largest cities and little hints of it in our smaller cities. And, and it grows worse literally every day of the year. Uh, yeah, that, something that I mean spreads that necrotic, that rottenness. So you were at the mercy of a nigger judge. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yep. See, this and, is uh, if if I if if I didn't have a lawyer who you're talking about, um, you know where Yan I don't know if you know Yankee Stadium, the court right there by Yankee Stadium. I mean, it's mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's in uh it's in a it's basically Somalia right there. <laughs> and um yeah i mean you have a yeah. black you have a black judge and if if i'll tell you if i didn't have a lawyer you know who had connections he used to be uh, an assistant prosecutor in in this uh in this particular court i mean they would have sent me forget it they wanted to put me away for 7 years i had a clean record and everything so the lawyer told you that they wanted to equal out in other words they yep. they'd send so many niggers to prison that hey well let's get some whites in there exactly and vigilante crime even doesn't matter. Vigilante crime, especially you being white, those two things, we you know we have to, yeah. The basically, <laughs> I had the cards really stacked, not in my favor. We'll just say. Oh my. Yeah. It's really. This is a future that whites must be facing. Right, it's not a future. This is a reality. Whites must be facing all over the country. Oh man, and, and I have relatives in the Bronx. I have a nephew who's got a Puerto Rican girlfriend, he's got a kid, he's only like, what, 23 years old, and I mean, <laughs> he looks just like a Puerto Rican, you wouldn't even be able to know the difference between, and he's full-blooded Italian, his mother and father are 100% Italian, they came over here from Italy, this, 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 this kid so, sells his jeans away, downgrades yeah. himself, basically, for lack of a better word, and, and, you know, he's got this little spick, uh, subhuman child, you have to. The kid is like, there's no light on there. You know what I mean? Did you ever see? You, look, you know how the kid is? It's just like no. We get it, man. No light on. There's no light on, man. No one home. You know. <laughs> there's it, no it's, pilot it's, light. It's, there's nothing to, yeah. to light. <laughs> Sickening. Yeah. And, and all encouraged by these are the type of people that we saw on Chain's video of what was that Hal Turner uh, rally, and when he got into oh, the guy in the cab, oh, that's chain, that kind man. of fucking thing, man. That dude, that, that, yeah, he's, that's sad. That was very inspiring seeing him at that rally in those niggers' faces, man. Because mm -hmm. are you anywhere near Kingston? Not too far, actually. I'm a couple hours away. You know, I I talked to Stan about this uh, privately, and 
you know, he he just said Kingston's just 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 write the place off. And yeah. uh, I, I mean, I, and what he meant by that is is that you know he saw so much race mixing and wiggers and niggers that he just said, "Man, that place is cooked." That dude has balls. Yeah, I'm serious. You know, and and yeah. I think I think kind of uh, that that dude deserves a lot of credit for going basically up to a nigger and saying, "Don't touch my camera, nigger." Yeah, <laughs> you know that's actually a big thing, and you you know people might take it for granted, but being like around a whole bunch of niggers and and just going in a nigger's face like that, wow, man, and put it on a video like that, dude's a hero in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, great stuff. I don't know if I'd have the balls to do that. I'll tell you right now, because mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to get jumped or stabbed or shot. And <laughs> I've seen that element, that element of nigger. That nigger looked like he came from like Harlem. I said that's what he was saying too. He was like Harlem, forty second shit, Harlem, some shit. That's what he was talking about. So I think mm-hmm. that nigga did come from like New York City, the the uh, south. Uh, I would say uh, that's basically like the South Bronx down there. Well, are there the any between New York City? Are there know. any other uh, people in your family that are racially conscious? Wow, I I've actually since I've moved um, with my wife and her side of family have been able to get quite a few people on the right track and. Uh, basically kicking in their racial instincts. And as far as my family back home in the Bronx, I uh, slowly but surely have, you know, worked on them. But they have never, no, they weren't really racially aware. Yeah. They weren't liberal, but they weren't really racially aware. Um, But, uh, you know, any chance I get, I'm always, you know, explaining to them. You know, dealing with your family is kind of tough. I mean, I say your family, our families, because, you know, they know you as the as the irresponsible jerk kid. Yep. You know, and, and when I say you, I mean us. I mean, no, I know. totally. And no, so, right. and so, you're going to come up with him and say, you know, hey, look about this. Look at the, what these niggers are doing, and they're a threat to us. And and uh, you know, whites whites should uh, uh, you know form a collective resistance against them and all oh, this yeah. kind of stuff. And yeah, they're like, who the hell are you? You couldn't figure out your way out of it. Put your diapers on, man. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of a tough thing to do. Yeah, well, I think um, my only uh, suggestion in that kind of situation of what's worked for me was just kind of start with, you know, who do you think did 9-11? That kind of like, you know, patriot hard kind of stuff. Yeah. Break into, you know, racial stuff based on, you know, uh, just um, po- politics, I think. Uh, just jumping right into the race thing could be hard for people. Uh, you know, especially your own family like that. Yeah. That crap. But one thing they could understand, though, and that's the, um, and this is for the listeners as well, that's the crime stats. And uh, mm. when you show, when you can, you know, very carefully and subtly explain to them that, hey, these niggers, uh, they're behind all this crime. Why is that? Why do they do these crimes? You know why is there uh, for every like what was it one uh, interracial gang rape? Uh, you know, ninety nine percent of niggers are responsible for all the gang rapes. You know. Yeah, that 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 is good. The statistics definitely. And I've been thinking about what the best approach would be to getting away from the whole family thing, trying to do the right thing in my community where I live. Um, I, I live in a really college town liberal hippie communist enclave and i'm wondering (laughs) it's i wouldn't say it's as bad as where i you know in the bronx and everything but i mean these people forget it man they want to kill whitey just as much as black people a lot of these these 
professors and college students. They do. But, um, I, I think I think uh, what I determined mm -hmm. was that people don't think they don't really want to see uh, they don't want to think like an adult. So you got to kind of treat a lot of people in this country, in my opinion, with with uh, more emotional content. So what I did was I made a whole bunch of CDs. And I don't know if you ever heard him. Just a white boy that wants to be a nigger. Did you ever hear that song? Some yeah. song that was I I, I got it from uh, one of these a website. But it was it's basically a parody on wiggers, and it's 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 making fun of wiggers, and it's entertainment at the same time, and it's it shames a white person. In my uh, hopefully that's what it does. It'll shame a white person into thinking, well, that is me. You know, I <laughs> I, I walk mm -hmm. around trying to be black and trying to be tough and. You know, I basically live with my parents, and you know, I'm I'm a punk. And that's what this <laughs> song says. So I put a whole, I put, I I made a whole bunch of CDs with this song on it and spread it all around the community. So that's the kind of road I'm on because I kind of feel like statistics are great. You could sit someone down, but there's, so, I think people's brain is like mush nowadays. You can't even like, <laughs> yeah. they they don't want to think. Yeah, uh, they think clearly, evil logically. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, well, no, no, I I I, I believe that. You're right. Plus, uh, plus, the ones that matter are the ones in that age who who might become wiggers who, yeah. who need to see another option. Well, you know, predator. I I I, uh, I I believe what you say. I, I think that you know, so many whites have had their critical thinking skills removed, uh, or or they've never been taught critical thinking skills, and so you know, to explain some of this stuff, uh, you, you you have to have someone who can think a little bit. And, well, uh, you know, they, they believe that the exception invalidates the general rule. And you can just see it in your eyes when you say, you cite the statistic, and then they go, yeah. well, I know, I know some black people who aren't like that. Exactly. They're, like, They're no looking shit. for a loophole. Well, they they yeah, want to disprove you right yeah. before you even get into a conversation. Well, I think them. they believe that, that, that the one exception does disprove you. You're like, no shit, of course there's some that aren't bad. I'm not claiming they all are, but as a general rule... Just like saying they have black skin, there's plenty of blacks who don't have black skin. You know, it, it, they don't grasp that. Logic is just, it's, it's only inherent in a minority. It has to be taught into the others, and it isn't being taught into them. Yeah. I got fed up so so much just seeing the white element <laughs> where I live that I was ready to just start targeting blacks. Just start <laughs> giving propaganda out how black, you know... Black people have been oppressed by uh, Jews and don't mistake a Jew for a white person and start handing out propaganda to them and let them do, you know, sure. the business that needs to be done. Uh, Blacksandjews.com, right? Uh, Nation of Islam. Yeah, yeah, They, they yeah. got all the documentation of the Jews who own the ships that brought the Jews yeah. over, the blacks over here for over profit. There, that's right. Yeah. Jews made money off blacks. Uh, hey, we hey, do we, I think... Uh, uh, are we going to bring Craig on here? Well, yeah, that's that's what I wanted to tell you, Predator. Or that I, I need to take a little break. Why don't you bring on Craig and let well, me go Craig, away and come back and just Craig's not Craig's not ready yet. Okay. Well, so uh, he's just he's just getting up. But that's what I wanted to tell you, uh, Predator. That uh, that uh, Craig Craig is uh, Craig is uh, Craig Cobb. Yeah, and his giant balls will be with the man that would get up. <laughs> Wasn't that an awesome video? <laughs> the man. Oh, man. I mean, I'll take you straight. Oh, we we show you what's up. <laughs> you that guys have yourself an asset with man. that dude. Yeah. Even that Hawaii video with oh, those yeah. uh, yeah, those mugs that, was fun. that broke his window. I was in Hawaii recently. Holy shit, man, dude! I'll huh. tell you right now, if if 
Hawaii is any indication of things to come, white man, you are in big trouble. You've well, what, got, what you... like, tribal, basically, basically, like, tribal armies preparing an insurrection. No way. That's what I saw when I was in Hawaii. I'm, well, not, did, even, did, I'm not kidding at all. That's wild. That's, that's, that is, uh, you go you... on, like, the public access, the, the television. You, <laughs> these people are basically saying, you know, we need to get get rid of the white man well, in this country because hey, do you, us. Per, do, do you remember they, they had an actual bill on that? Like yeah, they did. Given the, the native, I, never, I don't remember what the upshot of that was, but it sounds like, boy, the, the spirit is really caught on there. I'd like to hear more about that. Well, they had the um, they had a uh, sovereignty bill that was uh, the senator yeah, that's what it was A K A K E a Kaka I guess, and uh, he uh, had a bill in front of the Senate. Hey, Craig, Craig's ready, and Craig used to live there, so let's. Oh, let's here, let me let me let me, right uh, let me get him on here. Seconds. Let me get him on. Yeah. Hold on, it takes a little bit of concentration here. Uh... Oh, invite the conference? Okay, he's ringing. Craig? Yeah. Speak up, Craig. Hmm. Tell me about that, Predator. Yeah, my man. <laughs> I want to talk Craig about Hawaii. Pop. Tell me about that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude. Man. Did you see all the freaking muds with the tattoos on their faces, on their necks? The, yeah, the real, yeah. like, uh, the gang element, you know? Basically, a reverse prison out there, you know? You have <laughs> criminals on the streets. Yeah. And you got to yeah. stay in your house. I, I once saw Simone with a war club run across the street. Well, I've seen a lot of them run across the street. Jumped over the hood of a car. <laughs> you you would have thought he was back in a Taipei with a... Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, listeners, if you go to, um, if you go to govnn.com... And then you you click on um, uh, the the uh, what is it? Um, I, w I want you all to see this video here. Uh, go vnn dot com. This is the video we're talking about. And then you click on the uh, icon on the on the on the uh, on the side panel that says uh, archive. That's it, archive. And then you click on uh, Craig Cobb investigative reports. And then you'll see a movie there. Uh, if you're, um, yeah, you'll see a movie there. Most of you will, anyway. Uh, and you'll see where Craig has to dodge a, a looks like a lead pipe that is being swung uh, at his windshield. Yeah, story? So what's the story, what's Craig? The story well, that was all solved. The society took care of that. They gave that kid a letter of rep reprimand. And it reminded me, Predator, about I just caught the tail end of, of your uh, account of going to court, and you could have faced seven years before a, a nigger judge. It really reminded me of that, and I was so glad to hear you on the air, Predator, because I really think that, uh, by and large, there are some exceptions. Uh, I think Alex is one. I think that white nationalists who have lived heavily in the multicult for years and years and years are, are, are in a way, the most pissed off and the most uh, uh, understanding of what we're facing. I mean, yeah. uh, because uh, at least for regular whites, regular working class whites, and they have to live with it day after day and day in and day out. And when you said they've adapted, then I started to think also about what Alex talks about. And that adaptation, the initial stages of it, the more benign stages, involved uh, kowtowing in the schools and, uh, and uh, 
pretending that, that the races are competitive in the schools, or, or at least uh, Spix and, and uh, Niggers, and, and just going along in the job place because the federal government and state governments and local governments mandate this and the general cultural mores. So then that, that works out not too well at all, but by the time minorities become a, a near majority, uh, I think in general once they hit around 30%, uh, they really start to feel their oats. And mm. then uh, you face things as you did with that judge predator. Yeah. And, and yeah, just let, let me, the contrast here between what the guy got for bashing in, in Craig's window versus what a predator to prey nearly got for, uh, you know, defending himself. Yeah. He, they they want to give him the, the same amount of time that the average convicted black murderer spends in jail, seven years, for defending mm -hmm. himself. Yeah. yeah, this kid. It was the third highest felony behind uh, murder and attempt uh, murder, and I think attempted murder. It was the third highest felony. Yeah. Well, t wow. let's hear about Hawaii and uh, uh, the state over there, because I know Craig, you you lived over there for a good long time, and you know, know what, what what's the word howole or uh, yeah, howley means uh, means breathless or without spirit, and supposedly it doesn't have connotations. Now the state. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't have negative connotations. Yeah, yeah you have to say like uh, "fuck" and "howl" to get it, to get any kind of charge, and even then, you're not yeah. going to get it. Believe me. But, but yeah. there has to be a, a modifier. I was in a Honolulu actually. I don't know what you know about Honolulu. I, I'm, I'm, not about Honolulu. I'm not familiar with the place where you were at. Yeah, yeah. They got the. One what of the was worst it called? The, the whole, what was the, the name of it again? Honolulu. I'm sorry. Where, yeah, Craig was in Hawaii. Where were you in Hawaii? I think it was, I was there. And the I, I had a place on the Big Island too. Had a Big Island, okay. Yeah, but I was mostly in, in Honolulu. I know all about it. Yeah. So they Predator, what? Their, I'd like to hear from Predator. What What did you expect to see in Hawaii, and uh, and how were your? I'll tell you right now. I was answered. not expecting to see what I saw. You know, I of <laughs> late, I've kind of had like a. Uh, uh, a somewhat of a revelation. I used to think Asian people were pretty mellow and they kind of mind their own business. And these native people, if you, Hawaii, they're going to be just mellow, you know, to mind their own business. Fuck no, it was the complete opposite. These people wanted blood. I had, I was there for a month and I had to walk back and forth. I was taking a course um, to get certified and uh, mm -hmm. to teach English because I'm thinking about uh, traveling. And um, these fuckers, man, they were nasty, nasty people. They were like, they were like. Puerto Ricans in jail that you would see come out of jail after 10 years of doing hard time. <laughs> That's because a lot of them have. <laughs> Maybe. No, but, but there is that. There is that element. It's pretty bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad have, to like, hear. You, I hope you don't you mind my like, laughing at it, but... Uh, no, no, you had you like... <laughs> you would, they're like Micronesian. See, there's a whole thing with Hawaii. Like, the people that are in Hawaii are actually... Uh, they're, um... What do you have, like, uh... uh Indonesians, Micronesians... Everybody. Samoans, you have uh, everybody except Europeans, and very few of them. Yeah, and, yeah. I don't know. They got some um, of the Samoans and Tongans in Salt Lake that cause problems. And that—that's a, a whole there. element of people that I've never experienced. Before. Yeah, you I mean, probably I've never saw black, that on the East Coast, right? No, I've seen like black. We don't get Puerto, Puerto Ricans out here. These people yeah. are connected. They're organized. Really? And they—they yeah. they yeah. have—they have an—they have an agenda. I'll tell you yeah. right now, and That's you know, right. I wouldn't want to live out in Hawaii. I'll tell you that, because I, I see I see shit bubbling over. I, I see I see a lot of they they killed a couple of soldiers out there. They killed a couple of uh, U.S. soldiers. I was right by a base, 
and they killed a couple of soldiers. They had even a robbery right in a local grocery store that that I was uh, that I that I frequented while I was there to get food and, and crap. And uh, three o'clock in the afternoon, someone got carjacked right in front of the place, broad daylight. I thought it was an island paradise. Yeah, well, it's a beautiful place, and it would be it would be an island paradise if it wasn't for the friggin' Hawaiian and native <laughs> people there. There was a Chicago cop, and he was Polish, uh, and he got his uh, uh, face kicked in by three youths while he was waiting for the bus at like 10 at night to, to fly out of Hawaii. This was about 15 years ago. And uh, oh, wow. he left town with two or three titanium plates in his face and head, and uh, that guy was pissed off, and he he wasn't afraid to talk about it. And, and another time with myself, uh, the, the, this local Asiatic tried to shot put like a 12-inch boulder through the front windshield of my car. I mean, he he literally heaved it. And I put my car in reverse and, and stepped on it, and I, I tapped a, a parked moped with nobody around it. And they made a great big deal out of that. In fact, yep. they almost arrested me for that. <laughs> Never mind uh. the guy and all the witnesses who saw that. And, and so the cop said, describing a Japanese cop, and I said, well, he was wearing Zoris, you know. And, and, and a Japanese cop looks at me and said, what are Zoris? And let me understand, for mainlanders, that's what they all call the rubber, like shower slippers or flip-flops. Or, mm. you know, that, that's what they all call them, or thongs. You don't call them any of those names. You call them Zoris in Hawaii. So, oh. so the cop looks, and I just looked so at he was, Yeah, He was trying and to play at that a game. Time, I, yeah, I, I lived there, I think, 23 years. I said, you don't know what Zoris are, sir? Yeah, that's another thing. There are no white cops there. <laughs> you no. know, if something no. does break out there, I, what do you think these people are going to do? You think they're going to yeah. go help Whitey? Yeah. Don't well, they'll probably white, succeed. They, they, they turned out 10,000 Hawaiians for a demonstration. And uh, I know a lot of people don't think that they'll succeed, but uh, if, if uh, this peak oil and all this stuff occurs, any time there's tourism dips, uh, they're hurting bad quickly because they get like 6.2 million tourists a year, right? And, and so they're highly dependent upon that. And and there's also uh, there's very little like when they have book sales, they have one of the biggest book sales in the United States because there are a lot of transients there, and it's in June every year. And they just toss out. It's really hilarious the books. I wish you could see. Years ago, they used to didn't know. I mean, they they talk out, toss out like 18th century books. I had one about Peter the Great's uh, naval. Engineer. It was like from the 1800s, and they had it on there for uh, four bucks or something. Oh, <laughs> it was wow. From the 1700s. Really? In other words, they just toss out the whole Western yeah, civilization section. Right. <laughs> it's just out the doors. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think a misconception, too, is that these people, you know, I don't want to make it sound like these people have all of this gumption and organizational skills. Because I'll tell you, from, I think, I'm pretty sure, I'm 90% sure that the governor in Honolulu was a Jew. I saw her on TV. Yeah, oh, I can't yeah, remember her That's name. Linda Fuck yeah, she's a Jew. Yeah. She went to Israel and said like she, she felt like she'd come home. I yeah, there you go. Stay there home. Go. So that, that's, <laughs> that's the real... Too, by the way. She's a dyke. Anyway, excuse me. Okay. Well, that, that's, that's the real mm, power behind all of these groups. And you know what? I'll tell you right now, this is going on worldwide. And you have yeah. all of these different places in, in Europe. Because I was in Europe not too long ago. And I saw a lot of crap there, but that's a whole other story. But in, in Hawaii and in America, you have all these different groups, and there's going to be like a worldwide insurrection to overthrow Hawaii. That, that's really ultimately what the big plan is here. So whenever you see these small groups and they're organizing and all this crap, you're really uh, you're, you're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. 
you know, they're 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 being fueled in a big way by uh, these Linda Lingles, you know, <laughs> worldwide. Yeah, f- funny how all these other races, Chinese and Filipinos and everybody else, have kind of a worldwide consciousness. They're very much rooted. They're exactly. not assassinated, but but exactly. Uh, <laughs> of course, they could go anywhere and they could find you everybody. Know, their homies or whatever else. Yeah. You know, We're just Germans and Irish, and not even that these days. And mm-hmm. so, so uh, in a month there, uh, tell us another anecdote or two. I, I like to hear these. Yeah, from uh, from Hawaii. Yeah, tell me tell me some other things that happened there. You can remember. I'd like Hawaii. Let's see. Well, um, Aubrey at <laughs> your grocery it, uh, store. Well, yeah, tell people how they look at you. Just tell them how they stare at <laughs> you. About that part. That's the easy part. Oh, man, you know. <laughs> I was out there with a couple of women, actually, and it was a full-time job. I couldn't let them go out by themselves. I mean, it was a full-time job just keeping an eye, making sure that they were safe for the time we were out there. And uh, if I'll tell you right now, if, if, if things, if there was some kind of breakdown in society where, you know, the laws weren't being enforced for one day, yeah, these people don't these these people yeah. don't act like and 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 think like like white people, you know. And and in Hawaii specifically, there was an element of savagery like that. I guess I thought I saw it, you know. I thought you know it would be the same, you know, with blacks and Puerto Ricans, and it was to the same. You could see the same caliber, you know, in Hawaii. But uh, it was it was just from a different angle that I was yeah, not prepared for. It was, it was a more more of a bastardized mud race of people that it, it it was just it was a it, you know how you can get a read on like a, a full-blooded black from africa or something or even an american black from a few generations that they're just black it's a certain you know you just you you could just get a read on them up and down but these people there's it was just a, a weird element that i just i i had never experienced before this, what this, is this weird uh, this what is the guy is, from the bronx listeners let us recall what happened in Indonesia <laughs> in, in 1965, and the natives there in Indonesia went on a rampage, and uh, and you know there's some complicating factors on this, but this this expression "run amok," well that yeah. comes from there amok, and that's a word in Indonesian language, and and the natives there went on a rampage and killed three or four hundred thousand people in a few days, you know beating them to death with clubs, and right. uh, this is you know the tropics, right? Yeah. And well, so, ethnically, Filipinos are Malays. Uh, they're, they're Malays just like Indonesians. And you remember in the 13th century, the Malays were uh, famous pirates and so forth. But, yeah. And, and, yeah, and well, picture all of those people, you know, the, uh, the Indonesians, the Somalians, uh, you know, even some blacks mixed in there. And they're all mixing together. Yeah. And you've got you've got a weird bastardized race that is a race in and of itself, even though it's like a, a conglomeration of a whole bunch of different weird third world races. It's like... There's a whole element there that that's uh, that that it's like a, it's a new race of people in a yeah. way that was yeah. created out there. Yeah, Mishner called them the golden race. That's what Mishner called them in Hawaii. A special orc blend. <laughs> Mishner, <laughs> you yeah, that exactly. Who are you going to call orc busters? <laughs> yep. Premium orc blend. It, it is dangerous. It is dangerous. And it, look, like guys who live in L.A., they understand. How to live with spics. When I say how to live, they understand what they're capable of, what you have to keep an eye on when you're around them, and things like that. And so now there are all these de facto uh, white experts all around the country who have lived with different different orcs, and 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 you understand who's what in general, you know. 
Well, Craig, how did you see it devolve in the 25 years you were there? What was it like when you first uh, well, went well, there? Well, when you first got there, the left? Japanese, uh, uh, so-called Japanese Americans, were extremely passively aggressive. Like if you went in the government office, they would play a lot of games with you. And it was explained to me, you know, at that time, that was 1978, and it was explained to me, you know, you can imagine the people in, in society then were like born in 1920 and that they were naturally insular. Well, what they are is... The real word is they're naturally racist. They're they're pro-Japanese and anti-everybody mm -hmm. else. They're really, and that you can see that in Japan. But a lot of those people, their ancestors came there in the late 1800s, uh, third quarter of the 18, uh, 19th century, rather. And uh, so little by little, they, they they had it a little more open. And then there was a great boom in the late 80s when the Japanese cranked a lot of money in there. And at that time, a lot of whites came over from California because California is the biggest tourist market there. Uh, and so a lot of them came over contractors and such, and, and there was a huge boom. And then subsequent to that, ten years or so later, a lot of those people left. It's very, it's not uncommon there for 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 whites to uh, stay even thirty years and leave. Mm -hmm. and, and by then, I've met a lot of those people, and, and I, I I know I knew a Czech guy that had been there like thirty years, and, and this guy was roughly my age, a little bit older, and and <laughs> he used to fix a. He had Mercedes, a lot of Mercedes and Rolls Royces. In fact, he had like two acres of them at one point, and he'd fix them up. He was just like a real workhorse. And, and I really liked him because he'd say, we fucking wasted our life here. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it, it was always fun for me to hear it because he'd been there five years longer than me, and I thought, well, you, you wasted it five years more than I did. <laughs> But 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 you see, it's the 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 beach and and, and the sun and all of that. And, you know, I still have dreams about. It. I dreamt last night about a big waves. And, but but <clears throat> it's it, it's not a white people's place. And, and white people, I guess, because of northern climes, they have a big fantasy. And they even had this in the 18th century. It, there was a name for it. Probably Alex can remember. It was a, a romantic with the. Uh, no, I'm not sure what. What, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it had to do with the time Captain Cook and uh, you know sailing to all these places and bringing back reports, and they'd publish great, uh, you know, monographs about it. With, with, and they'd have artists on board, and they would completely stylize. The French were particularly into it. They would stylize. Well, the noble savage, or yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> and so we still have this noble savage. Unfortunately, it's morphed into a whole uh, uh, thesis, <laughs> not just a. A romantic idea. Well, there are there a lot of non-whites who go there on vacation, or is it just basically well, white? Well, yeah, I, I've, I've met I've met the Mexicans. I've met illegal Mexicans, non-whites there on vacation. No kidding. Huh. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of Japanese that go there, and the Japanese essentially control all the hotels, even still. Uh -huh. And uh, there, there was it's a very complex uh, place, and it's. What Predator says is really uh, edgy, I guess is the word. It's very, edgy. very edgy. And I, I was interested to hear his description of it because, uh, you know, to see it with, with a sort of virgin eyes, you know. And, and I was very fascinated that, that he perceived those things. Now, maybe because he's from the Bronx mm. and, and, and he can see, he can feel the hostility. They do let you feel it, but they do it in a very passive, aggressive way. They had one governor, and uh, pardon me, uh, Except for the guy with the pipe, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had to pull like a bootlegger's turn at the end of the street. 
and, and, and he whacked mm-hmm. it on the way out, and he got that pipe on the top of the dashboard, and he and he caved a big puka, a big hole right in there. And I don't know how he did it. The pipe just just came in just instantaneously, the right way because he 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 did it as you chop you know a piece of wood with the axe fully back. It was like a horror movie, man. I thought, <laughs> and uh, yeah. That's uh, I, I can't believe that uh, you got that on tape. That's that's to find, man. Yeah. Well, actually, that's what he tried to say. He said, "Oh, I, I saw that howling coming, and 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 I saw he had something in his hand. I I, th- I thought it was one weapon." So they know who you were, then. They they must have, you know, what were these like neighborhood people or something? Yeah, yeah. He knew what it was. He was playing nigger hip hop all the time. I come and turn that nigger shit down. First thing you know, I, I kept it. <laughs> At first, I kept it real nice. I mean, re- relatively. Uh, hey, can you turn that yeah, yeah. shit down? <laughs> <laughs> so finally, it devolved at the end to where I'd be playing out the window of the house next door to me that has been sold to nigger. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I'd play it like at about 80 watts or something. <laughs> and I'd play it like for wow. three hours or something. You know, whatever, however long it took. I didn't care. <laughs> That, actually, that was after the attack I did that, but anyway. <laughs> Balls. <laughs> Shania Twain cover that. <laughs> Shit. Well, you know, even in Hawaii, I was staying at a pretty nice hotel. Uh, Which one? Shit, what the hell was the name of it now? The uh, Ilikai. Did you ever hear of the, the Ilikai? Ilikai? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was on the, the beach. Yeah, that's a great uh, great old big big hotel, yeah, right where yeah. they come into Waikiki from the Alamana huh? side, yeah. It was nice. And in the back, they yeah. had a, you, you go, it's, it's nice, they had the nice lagoon, right? You go by. Yeah, the, they got the Yacht they, Harbor. Check, yeah, the Yacht Harbor right there. The, <laughs> these niggers, they were actual niggers. Mm-hmm. They set up shop, in, they built a tree house. At, right where the lagoon is, there, were, there was a tree. Like, you could see it from, from the patio where I was staying. And there was a lagoon there. And behind the lagoon, it was like a, a, a stretch of beach, and there were trees. These niggers, these homeless niggers, set up treehouse. They built, they took like a hammer and nails and wood, and they built a treehouse. And this That's is where unreal. they slept. Really? Yeah. Right because, on, uh, the, on the hotel property. That's so unreal. Night, you know, you got to see, you got to see this whole, you know, freaking uh, homeless uh, party that they're having every night. You know, they're barbecuing. They, they had a fishing pole set up. They <laughs> stuck a the fishing house. pole in the sand. They had a tree house. I, they I'm dead that's unreal. Because <laughs> i got to explain something for the listeners. The, uh, even niggers, they call them popolos. It means burnt skin. And, and <laughs> even niggers, they actually hate niggers worse than so-called haolis, whites. They really do. That's good. The, yeah. And yet Everyone they let them. niggers. <laughs> even other niggers. The one thing they have in common is 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 the the the, the, the kind of ace they can pull is is that well we don't like whitey either. Uh, let, let me tell you another joke about that uh, predator. They they had uh, there are these two comedians there. I can't think of their names now. They're kind of new. Uh, anyway, I I just uh, recently saw something there's on, and and, and the one plays a, a Hawaiian guy with a big uh, afro. You know, a lot of them have a kind of like Bulaia, who's another comedian there. But anyway. So they're living out on the beach, right? And, and what, Hawaiians have been doing this for years. They claim, well, that's our land. So, so, so the worst people in the society, kind of like the Mexicans, in, in uh, corresponding or something, uh, they, they go and live on the beach, literally. And I mean, in like a major park. In fact, uh, the uh, park right next to uh, where you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I know and exactly so, the park. I saw a bunch of people living outside over there. 
in yeah. little tents, like these makeshift tents. Yeah, yeah. So these comedians, the other one plays the dyke lesbian governor, and he's all done up with short hair. He does her very well, too. So he comes jogging up to the homeless one, and he, he sits down, and, and he's playing the dyke Jewish governor, governor, right? So he sits down, and, he says, and he, she says, I am here to help you. And he says, oh, yeah. And he pulls out his guitar, and he goes, I sing you a little song, and so forth. And then it, it, little by little, they start to argue, right? And finally, the homeless guy's got a couple of missing teeth, and he says, Oh, you got a lot of nerve. He says, you come here to my house, to the front door of my house. <laughs> and you look at the background, the waves are rolling in at the bubble. Oh, shit. Oh, man. And, and he's really digging. He goes, you sit on my Ignorance furniture. And she's sitting on a cooler turned upside down. <laughs> oh, man. Shit. I'm getting on my stoop slash refrigerator. Wow. Wow. Hey, that cooler's my front porch. <laughs> that is funny. That's a hilarious. <laughs> I can't get over the ir- the, <laughs> the imagery of a treehouse with a bunch of niggers in it. God. Yeah, man. It's unreal. Yeah. Fresh leaves Menacing for niggers, too. Not just kind of like leave me alone niggers. Like menacing. You'd walk by and, hey, what, 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 that kind of shit. You know? Talking niggers. They, they had a 10 million gallon, it was a 10 to 15 million gallon sewage uh, uh Flush there. It, it, it went to the Alawai Canal, and so the yeah, the someone died. All over. That, right? Yeah, even yeah, Rolling Stone wrote about that, like uh, way back when. What's his name? Uh, James Taylor and his and his Jewish wife, uh, Carly Simon, went there. They had that shit flowing over there even then, and so mm. they had a sewage leak. This guy fell in it, right? Yeah, I He's like forty three years old, and he was like an Iron Man triathlon, super big shape, and he got that <laughs> <laughs> necrosis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he got I'm one of those super scrawny oh, dudes all shit. covered with shit. <laughs> yeah, he was all fucked up, man. He was first. He went in at first. They cut off his arm, and then they cut off a leg, oh, and then man. they cut off the other leg, and then he went into oh. a coma. And that was oh, all she wrote. Man. And the whole thing took like twelve days or something. Oh, fuck God, it. Wow. that's horrible. Wow, yeah. man. And yeah. so then they just Hawaii. cut down the beaches. Don't don't right. swim in this shit. The toilet bowls out here with the turds. <laughs> Yeah, the man. turds might bite you, I guess. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, that's, that's, that's nasty. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> the only thing they got, they, they're out in the middle of a beautiful real estate, just like California. The same thing. Who wants to go to California with all the spicks? It's fucking ruined. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Hawaii, man. Oh, man. It was, that was, it was like a paradise there, but, you know, I don't, I, I don't know how, how long did you live out there for? 25 years. Wow. Wow. Because in but, some ways it's worse than the Bronx. Because these people, you just you can't get a read on them. They're like, I would look at people and I could not figure out what race they were. Yeah. They're like a conglomeration of like three, four different races. Uh-huh. And uh, it was, it, you know, that sounds like, oh, so what? You know, it's just another mud. But it's good to get the psychology of people. You know what I mean? So you can yeah. see what kind of angle, mm-hmm. what you know, what where they're well, coming. See, from. See, I understand and, that you can essentially talk to them like children. And, 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 you know, you use a, a little pigeon, unless you're really, really good at it. Some white people can really do it quite well. There's a very few that can. You know, young guys who have the gift of mime or, or imitation. But uh, but the problem is, is when somebody's hopped up on crystal methamphetamine, and a whole bunch of them are in that society, so-called society, uh, you know, that induces psychosis. You cannot deal with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you if you were a, a white man and you came up to a group of those even if the, those those uh, that 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 breed out there and even if they weren't hopped up on um, uh, speed uh, you know if you start speaking very 
precise standard English, uh, they wouldn't like that, would they? Oh no, they're not going to like that at all. Yeah, I would you, you can't do that. You just call them like like, like you, you call them brother and all. In fact, I do that now. I've kind of adapted the habit, but I'll tell some people uh, something. Uh, uh, you know, like when I would call up people and, and do interviews, I call them brother sometimes, and uh, and then uh, they lower, lower the kaboom on you. That's the trick I learned out there in Hawaii. They'll call you brother and then lower the kaboom. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? That's one of their biggest things with chicks. That for years and years, it was the ruse. You know, they come on like the niggers, all sweet and lovey-dovey, and, you know, oh, what a gentleman, and blah, blah, and make you laugh and everything. And then they take you out to the beach and rape you. That's what they do to the white girls. They've been doing that there for decades and decades. So it's a ruse to gain your confidence. Uh-huh. Right. And they had one of the they had terribly high uh, rape rates and recidivism. They still do. I bet it's the highest in the country for rape. In Hawaii? It's one of the highest, yeah, because a lot wow. of it goes unreported because a lot of them are Asiatics, and, and, and Asiatic people do not usually like to get the cops. I mean, when I, I don't mean just pure Asiatic, Japanese, or but it, yeah. a lot of Asians right. tend not to call cops. Mm. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that was the Badlands out there. And uh, you, you, you have an element out there that if... Uh, you know, it, it reminds me, I was looking, I was doing some research on New Zealand, actually, and uh, they've got this Maori thing going out there, and it reminded me of the Hawaii situation because the same way the Maoris want their independence and they're really working to uh, basically squeeze the white man out of there. Well, they're Polynesian. They're yeah, that's right. They're, yeah. They're, well, they all the same as the Hawaiians. They're, they're directly, yeah, so the Hawaiians. directly ethnically related. Yeah. They're, they're essentially the same, really. But anyway, go ahead with your story. Sorry about that. So I, I was just saying that, like, uh, you could see similarities when I was doing... Um, some research on New Zealand and comparing it with Hawaii, you can see these similarities. And I think, you know, again, the, the big game plan here is to get this type of thing stirred up, you know, in all these different countries, even in Europe. When I was in Europe, I saw a similar type of solidarity, especially in Germany, where, you know, these Arabs would just take over whole areas. Yeah. And basically the white man is the, is, is the target of this. I, I, think, I think white people's biggest problem is and forgive me for using a big word, a syllopsism, right? Yeah. Syllopsism, the idea that everyone thinks the way you do. You know, that everyone sees the way the, wor the world the way you do. And white people go throughout, okay, well, I've dealt with my racism, and I'm totally neutral, you know, or even anti-racist to a certain extent. So basically, wherever I go, you know, I could spread this idea, and everyone's going to kind of, you know, see the world the way I do. You know, the, the, well, non-whites are counting on whites having been neutered too. They count on yeah. that and have neutered and gelded. And all well, and, and and you're you're right, predator, in the sense that uh, the uh, our racial competitors do understand this mindset of ours, and it's not entirely natural in our race. You know, a lot of it has been inculcated by you know institutional uh, institutional mechanisms. Uh, but uh, no, th you know they know that they know that that uh, a lot of us are, are are egalitarian in that sense, and they take advantage of it. E even the niggers know that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They sense that that weakness, and um, and, and I'll tell you, it's it's a collective thing that's spreading. I saw I don't know where it was in the United States, man. I can't remember the state, but they built a mosque, and you have a lot of blacks going to this mosque. And I don't know the article is on one of these sites, uh, I don't know pro white sites, but um. It was basically making the connection that these people have something in common, these blacks and the Arabs. 
they have something in common, you know. It's basically uh, to overthrow Western civilization, and the blacks may have their own reasons, and the Arabs have their own reasons, but they all have a similar goal in mind. And this is what I'm trying to say. This is happening on a worldwide scale. And there are a lot of white nationalists that, I, I want to bring this point up, because this kind of bothers me, that, you know, we need to revert to tribalism and all this other stuff, but you're basically um, not using the... Sh the advantage that we have as a race, by reverting to tribalism, you're basically playing a game that you probably can't win because no matter what you say about the white race, they'll never be as savage as as uh, as, as blacks. You know, white people just cannot be as savage as blacks or Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, even these Indonesian hybrid mud people from Hawaii, whatever, that we're talking about. These people, you know, it, they're much more connected to their gutter their guttural yeah. instincts of like you know uh you know kill or be killed type thing and i don't think white people you know by encouraging that type of tribalism where uh you know um uh, <laughs> you want to have these warlords these white warlords who are going to govern over a small tribe of people i mean that that's the kind of thing that works with blacks best and to fight them at their own game like that just wouldn't work well i'll follow up with what you were saying a little bit there predator in that I've had occasion here uh last couple of months or so to, to witness children at play, and in particular children of a lot of different races. And uh, I've said this before on other broadcasts, uh, I watch these niggers and Mexicans in particular uh, run around the playground, and, and they tend to be, uh, even at four, five, six years old, they tend to be a lot more bullying. And, um, yep. and, and and the white kids can be bullying too a little bit, but the thing about them them is when they knock someone over, they tend to uh, uh, put their hand out, say, "Can I help mm. you up?" or "Did I hurt you?" And uh, right. you see that sort of you you don't see that sort of uh, gesture in these niggers and Mexicans so much. Uh, that right. you know, oh, 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 I'm sorry, I ran into you and I knocked you over. Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, or something like that. You know, just some sort of recognition that oh, well, what I did, you know, I may have, I may have hurt you in some way. But with these, with these, these, I, I, I've actually literally seen uh, these Mexican kids pound their chest like apes. Yep. Uh, and uh, and you know, uh, when they knock someone over, they they would literally would pound. This is a four, five, six year old boy, and uh, you know, pound their pound his chest like an ape. And I, I don't know if he could have learned that from TV, watching the TV movies yet. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't see this sort of, you know, uh, concern with the, with the feelings and welfare of other people in these races, these other races, as much as I do in the whites. Right. So, you know, yeah, I think understanding the nature of our people and understanding the nature of these people that basically <laughs> want to kill you yeah. Is, is is vital to develop, you know, before you even develop a strategy, you have to understand what your strong points are and what your weak points are. And and <laughs> savagery in the white race, although maybe it existed 100 years ago, 200, that could be debated. Right now, people have been neutered to a point where I don't know if any any uh, anything's going to really sh uh, shock them back into cognition to reawaken yeah. their primal instincts. I, I think a lot of most white people would just rather just take it on the chin. Do you ever see the movie Zardoz? <laughs> I hate to bring up this bad yeah. movie, but do you, do you remember Zardoz? No. Did you ever see that movie? Sean no, what, what year was it made? Early oh, 70s. Boy, it was in the 70s, yeah. yeah. But basically, I, I'm just going to have to ruin it for you. How do you spell that? Z-A-R-D-O-Z. Yeah. Oh, no, I've never heard of it even. 
Yeah, well, go ahead Sean and Connery. Up. Yeah, it was a sci-fi movie. And basically, mm-hmm. in the end of the movie, it's a really weird plot to kind of summarize, but you had these, um, these uh, we'll just call them enlightened beings who, to me, represented white people. Um, there was this uh, <laughs> barrier which kept the, the savage race separate from these, this intellectual race. And uh, the, basically the barrier was lifted and the savage race came in and these, these enlightened beings were just basically like, oh, kill me, yes, this is, a, this is something, this is an experience mm-hmm. I've never felt before and all this other crap. When, basically they're being outright murdered. And, you know, their, <laughs> yeah. their attitude is just like, well, this is an experience. This is, you know, something different. This is, yes, just kill me, yes. This is basically like a new trend. Well... And, you got to hope more and more like you who realize this from having lived uh, where they became dominant. I think there's plenty of savagery in whites just judging by how they acted in Missouri, you know, 100 years ago during the Civil War. They're burning each other out pretty good. But, uh, yeah, certainly people are, are gelded down or pacified artificially. Yeah, but I think, I mean, question. Yeah. It is, uh, you know. Very much. <laughs> I mean, it, it, when I was watching those kids, I mean, I, I, you know, there were there were plenty of white kids that were, you know, uh, who, who displayed aggressive behavior. Uh, but the thing is, like I want to stress, is that you know there was no sense of uh, concern about anybody else. Though I mean, with the with these Mexican kids in particular, and the niggers. I mean, every once in a while, you know, when a, when a white kid would would knock someone over in kind of a brutal, uh, you know, event. Yeah, but the white kid would extend his hand, uh, and so you know they all had that. They all had the same sort of baseline level of aggression, but there was no upside. You know, there was no concern. Uh, you know, it's. I think Alex said in one of the Goyfire broadcasts. I mean, uh, you know, nigger, uh, whites have all the problems of niggers, but niggers have no upside that whites have. That, that's a good analogy. Yeah. That's good. I think, yeah, well, uh, they, yeah, that excess testosterone shows up early. They they uh, develop the physical aspect quicker. The blacks do, so it's it's always present. Well, it's like possibly the blacks are always present. I think I think um, there are a lot more repercussions when a white person becomes aggressive, and I can oh, attest yeah. to that. As you said, yeah, as you said, I mean, the system is skewed against whites, and the, even the even the low IQ blacks realize that. Yeah, and it only increases their natural aggression. So, and so and really, I think what oh, I'm the, sorry, go ahead, Craig. I just want to say that the system really, you could look at it this way, especially when it first began to recognize this difference in, in uh, blacks, that they allowed them extra leeway, seeing as how they're not fully human. That's really what it. it I'm sure that aspect played into it way back in the, in the mid '60s when they started changing the, the laws to yeah, allow them to. Uh, yeah, I agree. Walk. Yeah, even the liberals know that the blacks cannot meet the human standards. So, but, but I, th- their attitude is just to pretend that you know lower the standards or just pretend that the blacks can meet it. But they know the truth. Yeah, Everyone I think um, be- I think because that game has been played for so long, it's just uh, now yeah. true. You know, it's it's yeah. <laughs> it's just common now. Everyone, just, you know, people forget. You know, I don't even think that there's that attitude anymore, where people think that blacks, you know, are di- yeah, are different anymore. Where They've at one point it might have been out of compassion. Now it's just kind of like common knowledge. We're all equal. You know, it, it, kept, it caught sure, on, they, and then they pulled the rug out. <laughs> well, they went from they wanted equality, but the minute they had equality, it wasn't really equality they wanted, it turned out. It was superiority. And they yeah. had that immediately the next day after they had the equality. And, uh, uh, yeah, they've, they've been running this game for so many decades that 
whites don't even realize there's another way. They don't see how they can fight it because they don't have anyone speaking up for them nationally because the forces that put the laws in place won't allow it. Well, what do you think a good, um, what do you think a, a good simple approach? Because I actually have been working with, uh, with just, just trying to help people in my neighborhood, even in high schools and stuff, have the simple approach. What do you think the approach should be? Waking white people up? Or, I, well, um, you got to pursue multiple things at once, and that's certainly yeah. one aspect of it. And I would aim at the uh, obviously the younger better than the older. Otherwise, you fall into just jerking off the conservatives. And oh, it used to be so much better back in the day. You know, that's yeah. Pretty, but but the nostalgia. The and you, what you have to do is focus on waking up and saving the ones you can, but not realizing you're not going to save everybody. Saving yourself, your family, and your local community, and then teaming up with other local ones and, and yeah. going. I mean, it's all theoretical, like I'm talking, but I don't know what else you would do. You know, and, you know, I, you could wait for the day of the great collapse, got, but it might never come. I've yeah, tried a few true. things, Predator, uh, that I that I and I think I've had some success on, and you know, I I can't follow up with these people, so I don't know. But one of them is the immigration problem, and uh, that's something that I think you know a vast majority of white Americans understand there's a problem, and you and you can work them on that angle. Now, another thing I used to do, and I haven't done it so much lately, was. Um, uh, the 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 workmen that come into my uh, where I live around the neighborhood that I live in, you know whether they be plumbers or uh, whatever, uh, I would you know chat them up a little bit, and then I would give them uh, some of my favorite um, uh, a CD with some of my favorite uh, William Pierce broadcasts, uh, like uh, the Mestizo Menace, right, and uh, and uh, that's a good one actually, and. Uh, and so if you can get someone listening, in my opinion, uh, if you can get someone listening to Pierce, uh, Pierce can set them straight pretty quick. And, uh, and, and uh, so I w- what I would do is I'd burn uh, CDs uh, with, um, with uh, you know, three or four American Dissident voice- Voices broadcasts, you know, on something that was relatively topical, like immigration or these problems with these races, uh, niggers and so forth, and then, uh, and then, you know, I, you know, put a URL on that. Uh, I put GoVNN usually because uh, I was just starting to listen to VNN at that time. And, and Jeff's uh, broadcast sounds so much, Jeff. They they sound so much like Doctor Pierce's. It's quite oh weird. well, thank you. And uh, and yeah, I would put you. that on the CD. And then I say, hey, you got you got to listen to this guy. He, he's really good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, that's. I, I handed out about ten of those to these workmen. That's interesting. Were they interested? What kind of reaction you get? Yeah, yeah, they they were interested. You know, I, what, I would, what I would normally do is I would chat them up about the immigration problem, and then I, w- I would say, you know, my dad worked in the construction industry, and you know, I would talk about the construction industry, you know, being ruined by these uh, third worlders, and then most of these guys know that because uh, they're they're doing you know blue collar work. And then, so so you already got them where they understand that you know, hey, there's a problem with these niggers and Mexicans, and then their so, wages are being suppressed by them. Yeah, and I would explain. But, but I would explain the to them. want the membership. The, the churches want the membership, and the political parties want the membership. Yeah. So they're facing a, a triumvirate of uh, forces against them. You just gotta Not, you just gotta get them so, so they figure out what's latent in their brain, right? I mean, they have this understanding that's latent in them, that's kind of sitting in them. And then you know, in my opinion, if you can get, if you can get, I, I sometimes I think it would almost be too shocking uh, for goy fire for some people. I don't know, but um, uh, 
uh, Goyfire did a number on me, and it really it really helped me uh, clarify a lot of things. Uh, the thing about Goyfire is that it's current and it's contemporary. And Pierce's you know Pierce some Pierce's broadcasts are getting a little old, right. but um, uh, you know I like Goyfire. Hand out Goyfire, but uh, you know Pierce Pierce I don't know Pierce appealed to me very early on, and uh, and you know I. If you these these workmen, these blue collar guys, they know there's a problem with these people. They know they're bringing down their wages, and if you can connect to them on that level, and then you know my follow up is to give them the CD with Pierce, with some of Pierce's broadcasts. Uh, I always like the Mestizo Menace. I also like Killing Caitlin, the story of uh, Pierce did about the um, the niggers that would dra- that had dragged the little white boy down the highway. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. And uh, I would I would put those two. I, I I would actually hand those out to to um, small business people too, uh, that I knew that I knew pizza shop owners, uh, you know, uh, you know, and because you know they have to deal with the public, and you know they know the niggers are a problem, and uh, and uh, you know I I you know if I went in and got a pizza or something for somebody, I I ca- hell I carry them in my car. And uh, these well, CDs, <laughs> I mean I don't know how many people you know. Listen to them or followed up on them. I don't know. Yeah, ties stuff to what's going on. Tie the national and the overall thing to your local area. There's always some kind of hush crime going on there, and publicize it. And yeah, CD or, or leaflet or, or paper or whatever. You got to find where they are and then find your route in. I talk to my more leftist Catholic type relatives, and I talk about Israel, and and right, uh, right, right. they'll agree on that. They may not agree on race. Uh, or some of the other stuff, but they'll they'll agree on that. And then I talk to other ones. You know, you talk about immigration if they're in that that area. And it just depends. depends I think where they I are. think a, I think a good technique is to just create dissension between the Jews and their lackeys. I think the blacks do, and a lot of minority people do a lot of the. Well, we all know this already. They do, you know, the dirty work of the Jew. Maybe mm-hmm. creating dissension between those two would be a good plan. You know, I did, might did go you guys target. <laughs> some brother neighborhoods and, you know, hand out some, uh, you know, who really brought the slaves to America, you know. I might mean, start handing that kind of stuff out. You know, why not uh, use the chaos against them, you know. I, I wanted yeah. to ask you guys, have you seen this comedy skit with Colin Quinn on the Conan, Conan <laughs> O'Brien show? It, it, is that on the forum? It, it is. I, I, it's on the I saw spread. the link. I didn't see the thing, but yeah. what what is it? He, well, he comes on and he uh, he, he, starts, he says he's going to adopt the... Uh, Catskill Mountain, bling bling, and Colin Quinn says, "You know, I think I have kind of that Jewy voice, you know." <laughs> and he said he's going to adopt, as if he's going to be a. It actually would be a funny skit if he'd do a takeoff on a, on a Jew comedian from that time. You know, there were those guys, Ron Ed Sullivan and so forth. You know, the last of the vaudeville guys or something. So uh, O'Brien, he says, "You're the least Jewy person, a Jewish person I know, next to myself." And then they go on and on, and then. Uh, Quinn says, I love Jews, network, and the camera zooms in. <laughs> and then he goes on and on about it. It's, it's very funny. And he says, uh, Quinn says, well, Jews are very good people. Um, O'Brien says, Jews are very good people. He said, oh, I love Jews and uh, and all other people, too. And then Quinn says, but especially Jews. It's <laughs> <laughs> real snarky smile. Do you think when most people hear, like, oh, you know, I love Jews, I think most people think that's just a denomination of white. Yeah. 
Yeah. So when they mm-hmm. hear that, you know, it's just like, oh, more pro-white supremacism. That's if some if someone in their living room is listening. Oh, I, I especially love Jews. All that is yeah. is a specific denomination of white, and I think that's that's a real that's a real problem. That um, like that kind of show, you'll 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 see something like that, and uh, people all across America just think, oh yeah, you know, the Jews are just at the top of the white totem pole, so white people aren't going to see them as a threat. <laughs> the, Black people Israeli, are going to see them as yeah. yeah. Uh, the Israeli embassy just approved uh, an educational program for New York City schools uh, for, I think, four, was it 1,400? Anyway, uh, uh, the uh, education committee of the New York City Council approved it, and uh, they're certainly majority Jews. I looked them all up on the education committee. There's, there's a few uh, congoloids in there, but one of them was named Yasky, and in researching the articles about Yasky, a, a lawyer, uh, I think his first name is David or David or Daniels, Yasky, and uh, some of the articles said, uh, oh, he's running in a black district, and he's uh, he's white, and he's Jewish. And they would repeat mm. this several times throughout the article. There you go. Exactly. But, but again, this is New York City Schools going to study a, a curriculum provided by the Israeli consulate. That is so bizarre, but... And they sell it off like it's like it like it's a white man's little luxury yeah. or something. Yeah, and you and know they, what an I opportunity saw... to study Israel culture as provided yeah. by the Israeli consulate. <laughs> wow, I'm telling you, people see Israel and Jews as just a, an arm of the white people, and that's yeah. when the Jews are going to cause all kinds of stress and and all kinds of friction. That's what they did in communist Russia. It's the same thing. It's a com- it's a it's a communist revolution, you know, instead of a Jewish revolution. Everyone's to this day really has a bias against the Soviets, who was, you know, it was basically the Jews masquera- masquerading a- as Russians. This, yes. is, this is how they've been doing this. You know, this has given me an idea on what angle I should be playing when I try this propaganda approach, because I think, you know, dividing white people from Jews is an important component of basically separating them so there could be repercussions that's just based amongst their people, because repercussions are going to come. Mm-hmm. That's and one you, reason you we use the word Aryan. A lot of people claim, or some people claim, the term white itself is, is a construct devised by Jews to give them another shell to hide under as just another subset of white people. You know, one um, one tack that I've tried with a few people on, on the Jews uh, and to, to make them aware of the Jews, um, you know, it, it's easier to start with the niggers uh, but, and the Mexicans, but... One of the things that I start talking to them about is the media, and you know most people understand there's something wrong with the media that it's it's foul and you know it's 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 not it's not right. It's something's dirty about it, and then and then you know then what I would do then is if they if they can understand that then uh, under, explain to them who who owns the media. These people like uh, Eisner and Gerstner. And, uh, not Gerstner, all these people, uh, Redstone, whose name is R- Rothstein, and and then then you then you, you get you, you you make them understand the point of this this media central mm-hmm. centralization is not media centralization, it's it's media it uh, controlled by the Jews. Also, yeah, and then and then and then ask and then then ask, well, have you ever heard this discussed before on in the media? And then you might say something like. Well, if if uh, you know as improbable as this is, if if Kenyans came over here from Africa and bought up all the media, do you think that would be a legitimate uh, topic of discussion? And then uh, and then ask, well, then why isn't it a legitimate topic of discussion that Jews own all the media in this country? 
And you yeah, know, that, they yeah. talked about the Japanese buying up lots of businesses and property when the yeah. market was booming. But discuss well, Jews you, is somehow. Do you think most illegal. white people see Jews as white? That's really the question here. Sure do, they do. You know, cause, cause well, that, we we've them. tried as hard as we possibly could. That's why we use the term Jew all the time, and not even <laughs> Jewish, just Jew, 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 Jew. Most white people recoil from saying the name Jew. They're afraid. And, yeah, many of them do. Particularly, you got to remember, you, you're from the Bronx, so there's there's going to be a lot more Jews in that general area. So, yeah, they're going to seem like, if a third of the people there are Jews, they're going to seem like just another white person. But most yeah. of America, I think there is there is a little more of a distinction. But, yeah, you ha- it has to be emphasized. You know, Very a few years ago, a couple of years ago, when that Michael Newdow sued to not have a prayer and all this in the school, and uh, it was revealed he was a Jew. I was watching Fox. And, uh, Fox and Friends in the morning, you know, they got the the, the, the short Irish guy and, and and the tall guy is very fanny, funny and fast with words. And uh, I forget the woman's name. She sits in the middle. She got married, but anyway, uh, she's pretty expressive. And she said, "It turns out he's a, he was a Jew. He's a Jew." And <laughs> you know, they knew that that was incendiary for her to say that. She knew it, and they knew it. And and the one guy, I think the Irish guy, kind of melted a little bit, put his hands on his face or something like that. <laughs> You know, was it one of their announcers she, who said it, or was it a guest? Yeah, who said and it? she said it. I posted oh, okay. about it at the time because I thought it was so. I mean, it was just a little little barrier that was broken, but they knew that that was racy enough that it would get attention. And she didn't say he was Jewish. Right. He's a Jew. It turns out he's not an atheist at all. He's a Jew like that. She just went <laughs> like, like a parrot. It was hilarious. <laughs> First of all, most Jews are atheists too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you're trying to get, I think if belief, you had to go deeper, it'd be good to. It would be good to have some tools at your disposal to show that Jews are separate from Aryans, such as Tay Sachs mm-hmm. disease, or um, uh-huh. uh, yeah, you know, basically just even going. Uh, maybe history is a little much for someone, but just showing how they hijacked European genes. Because if you look at a Jew that's some, right, totally Semitic from Israel, they're going to look different. They, I mean, I'm talking about their genes that stayed there, not come back to Europe and then went back to Israel again. The Jews that are like basically like right. the Arabs that have been in the desert there, you know. Their whole, all of their generations have been out there. You could see that a Jew basically looks like an Arab in a lot of ways, you know. I, and I think people get confused because most Jews that they come across are going to look white, and they're basically white. They're they they've hijacked genes of white people, which gave them their genius to begin with. And now these these Jews are parading as white people and get all these special privileges as Jews. I think I think most a layman has to have this spelled out for them why Jews look basically white. They could have blonde hair and blue eyes, and yet they still follow a code of a Jew. That's well, to, to, yeah. to a lot of people, you gotta, you got you to gotta kind of approach it almost oh, like I, in a science, sci- say, you, as a science you, fiction you, novel. You hit it, you hit it with, the, with the disease thing. I was actually hoping on the radio show they would go off on me uh, uh, on the inbred part. And I was going to say, well, gee, well, West Virginians may be inbred like Jews portraying the movie, but I, I don't know of any West Virginia-related uh, genetic diseases. You know, as opposed to Jews, where there are <laughs> diseases nope. that are specific to Jews. So you're going to tell me they're not a race? That's yeah. definitely one component of it. And that's one way to say, well, you know, if they're, if they're not a race, they're not, or at least a sub-race, uh, an ethnic group, then how do they get genetic diseases? Exactly. You know? If so you read Haaretz, Haaretz and, and the Jerusalem Post online, which are both, and also Forward Magazine, they've all had on experts... You know, scientific Jewish experts who claim that they are a race, and they furthermore they use the eugenics to uh, eliminate those diseases, spot right. them early in the pregnancy, get rid of them. Yeah, they did. 
Tay-Sachs has been almost eliminated. eliminated. Yeah, they've pretty much eliminated it through mm. eugenics. So they're complete hypocrites, just like building but, a wall around their country. But well, I think white people have to come face to face with the fact that you cannot pick and choose amongst all these minorities and say, oh, you know, he's a real swell fellow and he's my friend and he, he's, he has good, good point. education. He's not one who... He's not one who coasted through school and, and, and got just to hand things. He, you cannot do it like that. You're just going to have to separate and get away from them because it's the only way to, to uh, enforce a natural order on your society where you can help white people. I can see that in, in a white society. I, I and and you know what? Yeah. Even, even in like some, like, I know I have a friend from India even. You know, because I was actually in India, too. I've traveled. And mm-hmm. I was in India, and, and I made some acquaintances there. And nice people. Nice, there's some nice people there. And even the, 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 the acquaintance that I have, a nice guy. But his attitude towards white living space, towards basically white people just having their own space, I know he's going to be hostile towards that idea because it doesn't benefit his instinct as a racially Indian person. And I can, I, there, there's a certain, whenever you deal, and you might even have this kind of problem even with other white people, but, I mean, just as far as, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, I'll just stick with the minority thing. With, with minority people, there's something genetic about, about um, what we were talking about earlier as far as them feeling uh, as if, you know, they, uh, basically, they, they cannot handle the idea of white solidarity because, yeah. of their own racial solidarity and white people just and it goes back to the solipsism thing white people just cannot get this through this, through their head that you know you could sing kumbaya all you want but these people are basically smarter than white people in a lot of ways because they are acting on instinct as a race this is hard coded into you that white people have worked so hard to undo as part you know of of, of Christianity or whatever else, we can go off on that, but um, basically every other race has all of their facilities in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, but white people don't. It gives them them an enormous advantage. Yeah, exactly. And and that's why I wonder how much progress you can really make. You know, if, if, if the shit does hit the fan within the next few years, I don't think all of those, the generations of, of, of programming or uh, instinctual uh, 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 circumcision, whatever you want to call it, the, the instinct, the racial instinct being, being uh, taken out of the white people, I, I don't think that you're going to be able to make up for that lost time within a few years, three, five years or whatever. You have to have strong leadership and, and get rid of the conditioning and... Make it a cold, somewhat colder, whereas the, the, my, the colors would be hotter and more natural. Whereas, yeah, we're more individualistic by nature, but we're com- we are very capable of being savage. I have no doubt about that. I've seen it. <laughs> I, I've seen it directed against me by other whites. Unbelievable verbal savagery yeah, that I have I've no doubt it. would be physical if, if uh, they were in position or could get away with it. Mm, you're right, actually. That is true. All in the yeah. name of multiculturalism is directed. Yeah, exactly. Though that's the problem. Yeah, it's mis- mis- misdirected, I guess. No, and the thing about well, yeah, you know, perverted from its natural channel back on ourselves. Yeah. The thing about our savagery, though, that I think is is quite interesting is that um, it tends it, it tends to be much more premeditated. 
And it t- well, yeah, t- that's what I mean by colder. We have we have yeah. IQ. We can think about the consequences of what we do, and we're yeah. we also it, have abstract systems of justice, whereas they're just doing what they do. It tends to be less um, anarchic, and you know it, you can look at um, you know the application of the of uh, our military and technolo- uh, technological advantages against uh, the the third world in the last centuries. I mean. We we just literally steamrolled these people over and killed millions of them, and uh, and and you know we did that in you know in a, in a very systematic way, and uh, it's just too bad the Germans didn't do that in World War II with the Jews. They got <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it, it's too bad they you know they tried to like burn them in ovens when they didn't have enough coal. Well, they, they were white about it. They they progressively discriminated against them by law. Yeah, and segregated them, and in the end, they got blamed for what they should have done in the first place. Just fucking and, and they lost. You know, and that and that <laughs> yeah, now I, we're we're in a we're in a bad we're we're in a yeah. worse situation now. That's and right. and <laughs> we can't play by those same rules, but at the same time, regressing to tribalism, you're you're basically playing their game. So. I, I haven't really found a way that well, you, that would work for me, you know, because you you know you could have you know cold calculated savagery and that's great and that is our strength and that will help us someday. But living in uh, even where I'm at right now, I'm seeing a lot a lot of dark skinned people basically yeah. moving into a, a nice little enclave that I carved out for myself to be able to you know gather my thoughts and you know mm-hmm. figure out what the game plan is. Um, yeah. And I'm seeing it. Yeah. And I'm seeing it. Well, you know, you know I got run, but we can't hide. Exactly. A predator. I, know, I I really think that. I mean, I really think that there are two options available to us. Uh, one is to uh, is to somehow uh, uh, move to Europe. But that's one option, and it's a very it's a very real option. And the the other is you know to duke it out with you know our our in our homeland, uh, or. We uh, establish uh, uh, communities of our own uh, here in this country, and you know, uh, get families to to resettle there. And this is this is uh, something that is, is that is long in the American tradition too, moving from from uh, place to place in this country. And um, I, I think it could be sold as a pioneering effort. And uh, uh, you know, you are you're up there in New York State, and you know what those Jews have done in New Square and Kiryat Joel. And uh, you know they have their own they have their own towns there, and right. uh, and we can do that. Jeff, when will people drop this Americanism that that they identify with the flag? Because when they constantly import <laughs> tens of millions of people and say they're Americans too, yeah, that That's creates right. a cognitive dissonance in your brain. So I, I mean, was just saying that today. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. That's no, we we've right. got to look. We've got to people like yourself, predator. And uh, and uh, and and uh, Alex and I and Stan and and all these people on the forum that are that are in sync with us, we've got to make a uh, we, we've got to we've got to pool our resources together, and we've it's got to start. happen fast. Yeah. Well. It's yeah. Happen fast. And uh, you know what? They're picking us off one at one by one. I, I'm still, you know, <laughs> I still lose sleep. I know this is going to sound uh, maybe dramatic, but it, it bothers me that even Rockwell. His killer hasn't even been, you know, uh, uh, held accountable. You know, and, and this is the kind of thing. You even have people like Matt Hale. You have these people that are just yeah. be- basically being picked off. And, you know, big leaders that could have actually maybe brought something over the edge and 
bam, it just you know it, it just takes the gas right out of uh, huge groups of people. My my concern, if you want to move to like an enclave and have like a white national settlement, they would bombard that place. No, they would I, target it. I I don't think so. I I think we could get a a, a toehold, and I, I don't think like we were talking earlier in the program, it doesn't have to be in its initial phases anyway belligerent. It it just means families and people. Ah. Yeah, well, this is not the intention. Is not a belligerency. The intention is to slowly move in, uh, buy homes, be respectable members of the community, uh, work, have children, and then establish a toehold in in an area where we can influence local government and have and have some sort of way to so you see if we can get elements within the community structure. Uh, on our side, not on our side, but us. We have we have ways to defend people. Uh, we have ways to defend it. We we can get a mob, not a mob, but we can we can we can you know uh, we can get people in front of the court courthouse saying no 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 we're not going to tolerate this. But you're also always going to have mud on the periphery of your boundary, always uh, cruising, trying to make entry and so forth. And see, I mean, literally, I mean, as hostile. They're just always there. You always have to deal with them. Their hostility, their their, their desire to come in and, and get white women. And anyway, that that's that's really my idea, and and you know it's not my idea, but uh, Craig, I could barely hear you. But anyway, uh, no, I say they're always going to be there, Jeff. They're always the the muds are always going to be in the periphery of white. Oh, they are. Waves. Yeah. And, but, and so it, it sucks a lot of energy for whites to have to deal with that. I know exactly. people want to do it. They, they still do it now in, in the in the case of upscale housing, uh, you know, very high level or, or high uh, high price you know, properties where you have private guards and twenty four hours a day in cars. I, I saw those. But you know, you know, a big problem. You know what the big problem is? Stupid white people, and I hate to say that, but you know what? I when I go on sites and I see like the anti-racist action, they're all white people, for the most part. Yeah. You know, and you know, you know, I, you know what I think? I think that there's no hate crime for beating up a wigger. <laughs> well, not maybe physically. I won't. I won't advocate violence or whatever. But you know, not that that's not. Yeah, that's a good point, but, though. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe cause, if you, you know, beat that, up a wigger. <laughs> that that's the real problem here. That this, you know, I, I was thinking that it's a lot of blacks and Mexicans, and yeah, that is a a, a huge portion of of strength that the uh, Jews rely upon. But it's actually a lot of real either right wing, crazy Zionist Christian, you know, uh, Zionists or whatever, or you have the left wing, you know, ARA types. But it's always. The, a lot of the muscle comes from from white people yeah. financially, at least, if nothing else. Well, you know, I try to apply uh, when I see particularly a white woman with a nigger, uh, and you know, I'm able to you know to make eye contact. You know, I try to give her a look of shame. You know, I'll like look down. You know, or you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I I try to apply as much stigma. Uh, as I can in my body language directed at her, and you know I may see like th- their little mulatto children, and I'll, I'll look down at her children, I'll look at her, and I'll look down at her children, and look at her, and then you know like what the hell is this? Where, 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 did, where did that come from? And <laughs> just what Predator was talking about the kind of stink eye they called in Hawaii that he was getting for yeah. being white for being white, except you're applying it to the wigorous. 
This is stigma. And this is a tool we can use. Uh, we can we can apply stigma to these people, these these white women. You know, I, I don't even bother with a nigger. I mean, uh, I don't I don't nigger is just worthless. So I don't I don't worry about her. Worry about him. But the white woman, I try to shame. And yeah, uh, yeah. That, that, yeah that, that, that's a good small practical tactic to use. I would definitely say. Yeah. And I know say people you'd affect would be other women who might be watching you, looking at her because she's exactly. obviously yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. That's that's yep. Women Things like that spread. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But um, yeah, I, I'm glad that you guys have been mulling over practical solutions to figure out what could be done next because I think this question of white solidarity has been beaten to death. And I think all of the facts are pretty much on the table. And I think I, I heard you guys say that in another Goy Fire. You know, all the facts are already out there. And uh, let's just basically start taking steps to apply what we already know. On the positive side and on the on the other side, there eventually have to be physical consequences to the Jews for destroying our country. And until people are willing to do that, uh, it will continue to get worse. Mm. Without advocating anything specifically, I believe that's objectively, analytically true. There are no I consequences to the Jews for destroying our own people as a pretext to getting us into war in the Middle East, to use only one example. No Look, consequences at all suffered by the appeasers of Jews on Fox. Fox yeah. News. I so think those seventeen-year-old kids who who listen to us and who have been listening to this their entire lives as they as their lives unfold and concomitantly are are experiencing uh, you know one discrimination and, and hate from uh, non-whites after another in their lives, whether it's education or on the job or even trying to get a job. These people are going to be highly political, and even Professor McDonald uh, addressed that. He said they will. Uh, you know, well, Craig, I don't, I don't know if you heard it, Craig, but this fellow here was defending his home and got uh, from a bunch of Puerto Ricans, and he had to go up before a, uh, a, a nigger judge. And uh, yeah. the nigger and the lawyer, his lawyer told him that you know you better be careful because these nigger judges, well, or the or the court system yeah, in general, system. wants to put white people in jail to, to balance out the the races. Affirmative action. Well, again, see, Prenter, he's well traveled. I'm not sure his age, but he's been to India, and he's an, an adult male. But I'm talking about the young males who are on the internet. They've been on the internet all their lives, and the yeah. internet presence of the Jewish problem is going to grow planetarily and these people who these young white men who grow up with this from a very young age i i mean i i grew up admiring george wallace when he stood in the uh in in the door of the university of alabama and i remember a cartoonist uh, portrayed him in, in a uh, confederate as a confederate officer and in those days they made a lot of war uh, movies about the civil war and, and the west and everything i mean the whole what movies are about has even changed so i cannot help that i got politicized in these ways and, and, and imbued me with certain ideas and plus what my family and different people gave. So we are literally politicizing uh, uh, whites. And for, and for any of you antis or any people listening who think that's bad, well, fuck you, because that's what the Jews are doing with MTV and everything else. Yeah, They're, they're, they're priming these people, their brains, to, to, to react this way their entire lives. White people. <laughs> yeah. and, and they're they're whites to be a slave class. Yeah, yeah. that's right. There you go. And we do have these ARA. If you want to be free, we're where you have to head. <laughs> we're not doing it as on the biggest scale yet, but we'll get there. Well, you know, on that note, 
I'm going to have to uh, bring the conversation to an end because it's getting a little late here. I've got some things in the morning, but uh, I I, I just want to say, as always, with the regular crew here we get with Alex and and Craig and and other folks, you know what a pleasure it is to speak with you. But but Predator, what what how how happy we were that you could come on. I'm glad too. I really appreciate it. you guys are doing awesome work, man. I'm always following what you guys are doing. I'm on the forums. I just kind of joined up. I was always uh, you know watching on the forums and stuff, but I just signed up and maybe I'll you know post a couple times if I see you guys over there. Um, but thank you very much. Well, we 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 yeah, want to hear from you some more, Predator. And, and we want to. Definitely, and hearing the stories about uh, Hawaii and the Bronx, I mean, this is, you know, we, we each of us can contribute the stories from his own area and experience, so we yeah. really like hearing that. And oh, hopefully, uh, well, this will be recorded and archived, I believe, so people can download it. Is that correct, Jeff? That is correct. Cool. It'll be MP3 storable, listen to it, uh, pass it around, and put yourself in your CD and, and hand it out. You don't have to tell them cool. to you or whatever, but, you know. Yeah, man. That we sounds encourage good. all of you listening to do that. Do you also. guys, whenever you guys are on, do you do you post it on your on your forum? Because uh, this listen live is kind of new to me. I, I didn't know you guys were doing this. Yeah, we um, we've uh, if you go if the listeners go to um, to govnn dot com, govnn dot com, and then newsnetwork dot com, our main page. Yeah, and then you go to archive. This is the um, the little red button on the right side panel. Go to archive, and then you go to free talk live, and we've done about um, we've done about um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven nights. We've done seven live shows so far, so we, we're not very deep into them. Uh, but um, the problem is, is that we don't. No, wait. Is this in archives or is it under links? If you go to index, no, no. You go, you, you go right there. Uh, to govnn.com, and you see the little, there's two buttons, VNM, VNMB Live. Oh, yeah. And okay. then okay. You, 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 or you can go into the archive. Go into the archive with the little speaker. It, yeah, it has, a, it has a graphic. Yeah, it's a graphic. It's an icon. On the right. Yeah, okay. Click and, on that. And then if you, then, then, now, we have all this media here, uh, Craig's uh, media. Uh, we have uh, Goyfire, but we also have Free Talk Live, and this is the media index. And you'll, Jeff, you'll, the truth is no defense. Yeah, that's truth is no defense is there. That's my <laughs> show. No defense, James yeah, Hawthorne, Theory and Matters. Yeah. Fire, Jeff, Glenn just Miller, like a lot of you people. Yeah, Jeff, what Jeff you're hearing the, now is Free Talk Live, and it's archived. And if you go into Free Talk Live, the first one we did was um, that we have up. We did a few more before this, but I don't know where they are. But uh, was, uh, what is that, July? Uh, no, that's August 11th. Uh, yeah. That was the first one we did, and then we did one on the 13th, and then uh, the 14th, 15th, 17th, and then we took a big break. The problem with, with VNN is, you know, the main contributors here uh, to the shows, you know, our schedules are scattered around the world. Yeah, we're all scattered around the world and the country. and, and We take who we can, and we appreciate all callers that we get. We want to get yeah. people to know people in a more real and... Penetrating yeah, the ecstatic mode of interaction to quote hey, Hillary Clinton. Even you young guys, tell us what's going on in your high school. And, and I yeah. think uh, I think I'm right in saying that if it's good, Alex, will put it online. I mean, Very much. Yeah, we're interested in hearing about high schools and colleges and and uh, your curriculum, like we talked well, about. I have contacts in, in that area with the with the high school and everything, um, mm-hmm. with a lot of stories. So if you guys you know are interested in that kind of thing, 
you know, um, I it would be good to know when you're going to be on live. But you guys said you just never know. Do you know well, like 24 hours yeah. in advance or? Yeah, like we knew about this about two days in advance, but sometimes okay. we just do it that day. It it pretty much varies. We'd like to get to where we could do two, three hours a night with a rotating cast of characters uh, oh, on here. We're but, going uh, to, you know, we're working towards that. We've we've we have a goal of doing uh, one free talk live session per week. That's great. And uh, we will put it on the main. Probably it'll it'll show up on the main blog earlier than than the forum, but uh, I maybe not. You know that's the govnn.com. Right. But also to yeah. have 24 hour around the world from different uh, white yeah. masses in different countries. Oh, that would be yeah. yeah. That would be cool. You see, you should definitely try to get that. Try to get it posted up as early as possible, and I'll be able to even you know blog around and get people to try to you know chime in over here, um, even just to listen in if, if nothing else. And uh, if you could at least have it like 24 hours in advance, and then put it right on the main site that yeah. would gain a lot of uh you know live listeners i think right. we have uh we've really picked up uh we picked up to, to about 50 at one point tonight and uh so we did pretty good and of course the thing that we found out when we looked through the logs is that the live shows you know they make a great show but then when you can get it saved into mp3 which this will be uh then the downloaders come in the ipodders and then, and then, that means hundreds, right. hundreds of people will listen to this show. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, if you guys, you know, whenever you're on, I, hopefully I'll be able to get a heads up, and mm-hmm. you know, I'd love to call in again if it's all right, guys. You know? Yeah, we'll always publicize it on the forum and on the uh, main blog as early as we can. Well, cool. on that note, I, I really yeah. do have to say good night, folks. And uh, good night out there. This has been uh, Vanguard News Network Broadcasting, Free Talk Live. And uh, I'd like to say good night. Thanks. Good night. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you. All right.